Welcome to The Romantic Side of Suspense with Sarah Hemmerker. In each episode, she'll talk with your favorite romantic suspense authors. They will take you behind the scenes of the writing process, giving excerpts from their writing, and share stories about their writing life. Take My Hand by Kristen Hogreave Parnell Don't find us, we'll find you. Trauma therapist Kaylee Colbert needs a vacation from her job, and a ski trip with her church singles group seems like the perfect way to unplug. But while in the mountains, she learns that her last client was murdered hours after their meeting, and she wonders if the notes she's receiving from a possible stalker hold a more sinister warning. On the trip, ex-boyfriend and entrepreneur Reef Mitchell wants to give their relationship another chance, but Kaylee questions if his past and priorities could ever mesh with her life. When her clients' underworld connections catch up with her, she has no choice but to trust Reef to help her stay alive, solve her client's mystery, and bring the killers to justice. Hi, and welcome to this episode of The Romantic Side of Suspense. I'm your host, Sarah Hammerker, and I'm so glad you joined me. Today, I have Kristen Hografen Parnell. Did I get that right? Close. Hograf Parnell. Close. <laughs> Close enough. Um, who writes suspenseful fiction from a faith perspective for women and young adults. So welcome to my show, Kristen. I'm getting your first name right. You are. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> that one's pronounceable. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. My well, middle, my maiden name is kind of something I just laugh about because it's been mispronounced all throughout my life. My I'm my so college sorry. professor called me Miss Hogreef. Like it was, he had this really great New York accent. So I'll never forget how he said it. So yeah. it's just something I smile about. <laughs> yeah. No, well, my maiden name was Smith. Oh, nice. Yeah, except people thought I was making it up all the time. Really? <laughs> I, I True story. Okay, it was mostly men. I think they were trying to flirt with me, but I'm like, Possibly. I'm not that, you know, but still, what is that, an alias? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> just going around with an alias. Well, then, I guess, wow. Yeah, there's yeah. challenges either way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so one more. So, so I grew up, I'm a Virginia native. And you may remember that there was a Captain John Smith, the Pocahontas fame. Of course. Area. So I just started getting really smart alecky when people said that to me. I said, oh, yeah. I said, no. I said, I'm actually related to Captain John Smith, Pocahontas, you know. And there would be this blank stare. And I'm like, who could, who could really prove that? Come on, people. <laughs> but they couldn't disprove it. So you they could really pull that it. out, play with that if yeah, you wanted was, to. <laughs> I'm just messing with them. I'm really not related to Captain John Smith. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, it was just really funny. Anyway, names are hilarious. Um, and how, so let's just segue into writing, because we wrote Write Romantic Suspense. It's true. And we have to name our characters something. Mm-hmm. So how do you name your characters? I would love to ask this question. Oh, that's a great question. Um, and, you know, sometimes, I, I have to say for minor characters, it sometimes is, oh, that'll just be a placeholder, and I'll come back, and then with the minor ones, I forget and they just end up being that person. With the major ones, I have to make sure they're not named after somebody I know mm -hmm. or somebody who thinks I may have named it after them. So I have to kind of be very careful and intentional about that. Although I will say, funny story, um, I had written the first draft of 
take my hand before I contracted with my agents. And it just never connected with me that my agent's name and my ditzy character had the same name until my editor points it out in like final stages. She's like, are you and your agent okay? Because she's got the same name as the ditzy girl. And I'm like, no. So we like last minute changed her name in the book so that it did not reflect. So I have to say, maybe I haven't done a great job with that. <laughs> That's funny. I tend to just name my, when I'm doing my first draft, I'll name my major, my hero and heroine definitely have the name. I'll, I'll, I will, I won't start writing until I know what their names are. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't want to mess oh, with Oh, agree. And, but the other characters I'll do like cop number two, detective cold case. I mean, I'll just name them whatever nice. because I don't want to, unless a name, sometimes a name comes to me mm -hmm. and I'll just write it down. That happens, right? But I don't want to get bogged down to find right. to that name so yeah which is why I never connected again she's more of a minor character yeah. so I just never connected the dots but you got to pay attention to those things this is why we love editors okay yes why we love editors because <laughs> they point things like that and they also point out things like did you know that you didn't finish this thread that you left this major mm -hmm. kind of or minor thread kind of dangling out there. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. In my head, it's all done. <laughs> right. It's just not on paper yet. <laughs> That's not quite. I needed a, a little, a little bit mm, to finish it off. All right. So, but now that we're talking about characters, well, we do, we're talking about editors, but we're going to get back to characters. How do you connect <laughs> with your characters? What do you do to, you know, connect with them as you're writing? Yeah. So I like to give um, each of my characters just a little piece that I can relate to. So something from my experience or just something that kind of tugs at me. So for my hero in Kaylee, uh, she's a first time skier. She's never been skiing before. She's never seen snow before. And that, that just becomes part of the awkward romantic tension because her ex-boyfriend ends up teaching all the newbie skiers how to ski and of course she's not good not good at it at all um so i also was a newbie skier in my you know later in life i didn't learn to ski as a child so it's a very painful learning curve it's very humbling and so i was able to give that to my heroine and just kind of relate to her in that way but of course other aspects of her experience i can't relate to such as you know being chased down by the mob that yeah, thankfully yeah. has never happened to me good, good. <laughs> I, you know, i'm relieved to hear that <laughs> so i don't have to worry about somebody you know trying to get you get to you through my podcast or something. So I'm glad to know the mob is not after you. Yes. We're clear okay. on that. <laughs> we're clear on that. So um, why did you start writing romantic suspense? I mean, there's a lot mm. of genres out there. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. And I actually started writing again, hence the maiden name, Hogruff. I started yeah. writing before I got married, I was writing young adult fiction. Oh, and okay. so I think a lot of people, you know, we just kind of envision, you know, we're just going to meet the right person and we're going to start our family. And for some of us, that just doesn't happen as neatly as we envision, you know. So 20s pass me by and I get into my early 30s and then that's when God brings my now husband into my life. But it was, it's kind of a messy journey, you know, for some people. And so I just 
with life happening and those experiences that I had to go through, I really felt drawn to write romantic suspense mm-hmm. to to relate to, you know, other singles who are still looking for that person or, you know, waiting on God to find that person. So that was one of the main reasons I wanted to write romantic suspense because I mean, Hey, suspense, the the whole romantic journey is suspenseful. Am I going to yeah. this guy? <laughs> Are we going to break up? You know? And then you yeah. add obvious tension and, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of other conflicts and it just lends itself beautifully to the genre. So I really enjoy yeah. it for that reason. Yeah. I guess I never thought about it as, as writing for singles to, to kind of encourage them, I guess. And they're, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I didn't, I did get married till I was almost 30 myself. So, you know, I okay. Know. Yeah. You can relate. Yeah. I can relate. And I had friends who got married, golly, they must've been in their early forties and stuff when they got married. So yep. yeah, I'm like, hey. it's never too late. It's ne- and, well, it is and never you can't compare late. your stories. No, yeah. no. I, I think that that that's one of the things I like about writing uh, romantic suspense is that we can give all these different perspectives mm-hmm. to our characters and they can see, hey, you know, maybe not everyone's going to see themselves in them, but somebody will. And we yes. hope that they would be encouraged by what they read and, and uh, you know, that God has a you know, God could have someone for you. He could not, but exactly. You know, you just kind of have to live your life to the fullest. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Can be hard though. Sometimes when you're, you're not, I mean, and it doesn't matter whether you're married or single or whatever. We all have things that we want Mm -hmm. that we desire and they can be really good things, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's, not for us at this moment, or we have to wait more, or it might never be for us. So that can be, that just can be tricky at any, it can be hard. Yeah. No matter what it is, because we all have things that we would desire that our hearts desire. And sometimes, sometimes we get it and sometimes we don't. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I heard such a good podcast on that topic. Um, Not to get totally off topic, but it's just so encouraging because she made the point, you know, whether you're single, you're married or in a different life stage, she said, there's always going to be something you want. And how are you, are you going to be like the children of Israel who are grumbling about, we don't have, we don't have the food from Egypt or we don't. And, you know, she was just saying, don't grumble, like learn to be faithful and content where you are, but it's so much easier said than done. Oh, it is. It is. And, if, and, and just to bring it back to writing, because that's what we're talking about. I mm-hmm. mean, just for the, for the author life, this is, I mean, it's a waiting game. If oh, you, for sure. Even if you are indie publishing, you still have to wait for people to buy your book for these things mm-hmm. to happen. I mean, there's still, there's still waiting involved in that. And it's just never fun. I don't know mm-hmm. anyone who says, I sent my proposal off to my agent and it's wait time. You know? <laughs> no. Glad that the proposal's off, but then they're not glad about the wait. I mean, they're the waiting. trying to be glad about the waiting, but mm-hmm. that's, that's the hard part when you're like, oh. Yes. Or because I teach online, I teach English online. And so another teacher emailed me and she said, Hey, I have this parent. She wants to get her daughter's book published. Tell me how to get it published. And I'm like, this is not a short answer. There is not a short answer to that question. (laughs) How do I tell you the answer without breaking your heart? (laughs) That heart's going to get broken because Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah, 
this idea that one can just throw it out there and the universe will accept it not to not, you know, just using that you loosely. Right. I believe in God. I'm a Christian. <laughs> right. Right. No, I know what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it can be kind of, um, yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of people just don't understand the whole publishing process. Mm-hmm. Even I worked on magazines, um, when I, uh, when I, was young and single and had a career, um, <laughs> career, but I'm not young and single anymore. Um, and they, you know, monthly magazines and mm-hmm. we would work, you know, two or three months in advance and yeah. people just didn't get it. I would get calls from people. Oh yeah. I had this article for the December issue. It's like Thanksgiving. And You're I'm like, like um, I already have my content for that. Sailed, <laughs> sailed like five weeks, three weeks ago. <laughs> right. Like what? I can't get, no. No, you can't. And then with books, it's years, years from even when you get the contract with the publisher. It's still like usually two or so years. Yeah. And so people don't understand that, though, if they're not in the publishing industry, that it doesn't, you just don't get published like that. No. And then indie publishing, you can, but if you do it right, you're still going to have time because you want to get the editing and Mm -hmm. the the marketing plan right? so that you have success. So anyway, it's, it is a process and there's a lot of waiting involved and I'm not a very patient person. (laughs) I think God is trying to tell me a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. A lot of things, a lot of things. Well, this has been fun, but we are out of time. Is there anything else you want to leave with our listeners before we say goodbye? Just that it's just been a delight to be here with you today. And if you want to connect, uh, you can head over to my website and I do a monthly newsletter to stay in touch with my readers. And probably the best way to find that is through Sarah's show notes, because as we've already discussed, my middle name is not only hard to pronounce, it's also hard to spell. Yes. So you can find out all that information. And I'm actually going to skip your middle name when I say the (laughs) end. I love it. (laughs) Because I'm just going to do it rolling bad again. Okay. So thanks for being on my show again. My pleasure. Thank you, Sarah, for having me. You have been listening to The Romantic Side of Suspense. I'm your host, Sarah Hamaker, and I've been chatting with Kristen Parnell. You can find out her middle name in the show notes. And stay tuned for an excerpt from one of her latest romantic suspense books, Take My Hand. Now an excerpt from Take My Hand by Kristen Hogreef Parnell. If anyone needed a vacation, she did. Kaylee massaged her jaw to unplaster the smile from her face and then focused on her laptop. Her last client of the day had left. Now she just had to answer some emails and set her automatic replies before leaving the office. She loved her work at TCS, Trauma Counseling Solutions, but everybody needed a break. In a few minutes, her Monday would be over and she'd be off the rest of the week blissful thought. A ski trip to the mountains of North Carolina should help her recharge. It didn't matter she'd never seen snow in her life. Skiing couldn't be that hard. And the 12-hour van ride with a bunch of 20-somethings wouldn't faze her either. She could sleep through a hurricane at this point. If not, she could distract herself with her never-ending master's thesis project. The only rub was that Reef Mitchell would be going too. Whatever. 
if she could counsel patients ranging from those with anxiety disorders to veterans diagnosed with PTSD, she could handle Reef. Someone tapped on her office door. Come in, she called while typing an email reply. Meg cracked open the door and stepped into the gap. Hey, Kaylee, Blake's on line one. Kaylee frowned. Why had their receptionist walked to her office when she could have simply transferred the call? Is everything okay? Meg twisted her hands. His client is in the waiting room. Kaylee's fingers froze on her keyboard. But Blake left here hours ago for the hospital. That's just it. A sinking feeling gnawed at her gut, but she forced a smile to her lips. Please transfer him. Right away. Meg closed the door with a soft click. The bottom right screen of her computer read five minutes after five. Kaylee didn't have to be at the church until eight o'clock. Her church group planned to drive through the night, but she had hoped to get dinner and a shower first. Taking an appointment for her boss might cancel those plans. Good thing her suitcase was packed and ready and in the back seat of her car. Her phone chirped and Kaylee grabbed it on the first ring. Hey, Blake. Kaylee. The edge in his voice did nothing to ease the tightening knot in her stomach. I need a favor. Is everything okay with Gina and the baby? She hoped the favor might involve dropping off something at the hospital and not something to do with the client in the waiting room. She's doing great. Contractions are about every five minutes. He hurried on. Meg said Anthony Caselli showed up in the office demanding to see me. He doesn't have an appointment. Obviously, I canceled all my appointments to be with Gina. Caselli. The knot in her stomach doubled. Even though she was his junior partner, Blake confided in her about some of his more difficult clients during their staff meetings each week. Getting a second opinion and some distance often provided insights into tough cases, and the fact that her boss had the humility to ask her opinion made her respect him even more. You know I wouldn't ask this under any other circumstance, but I have to be with Gina right now. She swallowed. Of course. Do you have any idea why he might be here? Blake spoke to someone in the background and then sighed into the phone. <sighs> Sorry about that. Yes, I suspect it has to do with his family history to the Tampa Underground. It usually does. But the mafia in our city is as extinct as Al Capone, Kaylee said. Some say maybe not. Still, how does this constitute an emergency appointment? I agree with you, Kaylee, but you know our clients. It doesn't have to be a real emergency to be an emergency. Kaylee nodded, his words sinking in. Emergency or not, he was their patient, and with alleged ties to the Tampa Mafia, however non-operational, he was likely a sensitive case. On her computer, she navigated to their shared hard drive and Caselli's password-protected client file. She knew how to access it. Until now, she had never had a reason to do so. 
anything I need to know before meeting him? Kaylee asked. Be alert for anything about Jack, Blake said. Nightmares, imaginary meetings, blackmail. Believe me, I've heard it all, and none of it makes sense. But it all gets darker when he mentions Jack's revenge. Kaylee tried to scan the pages of Blake's notes while focusing on the phone call. Jack? Is that a person? Who knows? Sometimes it's a person. Sometimes it's a possession. But it's always Jack that sends Anthony into a fit. What grounding technique works best for him? Or how do you get him off this jackrabbit trail? The only safe place we've established is a local restaurant on the Hillsborough River. There was more mumbling in the background. <sighs> I can't remember the name right now, but it's in my notes. Listen, the nurse called me back in. Don't hesitate to text if you need me. Kaylee forced a smile for her own benefit. Time to plaster on her professional face for one more meeting. Tell Gina I'm praying for her. Thanks, I owe you big time. Sure thing, chicken wing. Kaylee chuckled at their office joke. See you next week. As soon as the call ended, she dialed Meg's extension. Tell Mr. Caselli I'll see him in the conference room shortly. Thanks. I already saw him into the conference room. He was starting to make me nervous. Kaylee gripped the receiver. Nervous? Are you okay? Meg's heavy breathing filled the phone. Sorry, he just... I don't know. Wouldn't stop pacing and asking to see Blake. He spilled all the business cards off the counter, emptied the paper cups at the water dispenser, and cursed at Monet's self-portrait for a good five minutes. I'm coming, but please don't leave for the day until I see him out of the conference room. Meg lowered her voice. I wouldn't dream of leaving you alone with him. This is a red-button case if I've ever seen one. Kaylee grabbed her jacket off the chair and snatched her notebook. The last thing she wanted was to press the panic button concealed in the conference room for emergencies. If Meg had to call the police, Kaylee might miss her eight o'clock bus. Oh, help me, Jesus, she breathed and started down the hallway. Thanks for listening to The Romantic Side of Suspense with Sarah Hammerker. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. You can sign up to receive notifications of upcoming podcasts and listen to previous editions at sarahhammakerfiction.com.